I've been complaining about the rain. I'd like to thank you for it uh, because it's not all about me and what I want. And uh, Lord, I ask you uh, for your forgiveness in my whining that I know has happened this week. And I want to thank you for bringing through the challenges that you put before me. And uh, lastly, I'd like to ask that you tug on people's people's hearts this morning, get them into your word, and uh, if anything, uh, at the very least, I ask that you remind people of the joy that we have in you and that uh, you help them experience uh, on a deeper level their relationship with you throughout their week. Uh, In your son Jesus' name, amen. Uh, so, Pastor Eric had asked me a couple times, or had been trying to encourage me a couple times to uh, be someone he could lean on to step up and do a sermon someday, and all I could think was, I think I know why you're asking me that, but at the same time, I just despise the idea. Um, it reminded me of when he approached me about Bible study, and I said, well, I have no problem leading one, but I don't want to be the teacher. I didn't. I didn't feel. Uh, I didn't feel right. But I started to learn and respect what God had been doing in my life, and and had brought me through, and 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 developed me on. And it has only developed my relationship with Him furthermore, and that has been awesome. Uh, <laughs> Eric uh, asked me again, obviously lately, about doing this, and and. Uh, I remember when I finally agreed, there's a number of reasons that led me to that, but I knew one of them was the example I wanted to lead for my kids, even though they might not be quite young enough to appreciate uh, what Dad's doing. I wanted to set the right example of stepping up to the plate and leading when asked. Um, (laughs) Ironically enough... uh, Where I landed today for a topic, uh, the topic of my... Uh, message today is on salvation, uh, but it's actually due to preparation God had me do years ago uh, when I was preparing uh, to witness to a friend of mine. It was something that I had come across with Adam during a side Bible study we were doing, and then it just one thing to it led to another, and I got excited about it, and I typed it all up, and wouldn't you know it, I ended up having to lean on that because right after I agreed to do with this, my life got really flipped upside down as far as the schedule. So, um, anyway, without further ado, I wanted to say that one of the things I was excited about and knowing, hey, I have this ready, I'll, I'll go back to that and I'll work off of that, is one of the things that drew me to this church, or any church for that matter, uh, is a church, is what their message is on salvation and the fact that every time, every Sunday we come here, whether Eric's in the Old Testament or the New Testament or whatever Bible study, Sunday school group, uh, everything always points back to Jesus. And that's the kind of, that's the kind of church and message I want to be a part of. Uh, I think uh, I had to trim this down because uh, I had a whole lot that I, I get really excited about Scripture. Um, I don't have anything that I'm trying to bring to the table here, so I'm going to do a whole lot of reading of passages uh, based on this topic, if you will, that I hope one way or another uh, either encourage you, uh, get you questioning something I said, uh, and make you have to go dig in and challenge it, I guess. (laughs) Uh, Worst case, 
Either way, I, uh, as Paul said, uh, I can't remember which book, but I remember him saying, as long as the gospel is preached. Um, all right. So one of the messages that uh, I know that Eric has done an excellent job of uh, continually hitting on here is salvation is grace through faith. Excuse me, is by grace through faith. It is a free gift and holy without works. And if you look up the word holy in the thesaurus, you'll get solely, entirely, utterly, absolutely, and completely. So again, that's without works. Uh, some other references I chose to not go ahead and read through today, trying to shorten things down, but if you want to write them down, would be Romans 3, 27 through 28, Romans 4, 1 through 8, and Romans 6, 23. And I'll continue on with this point in a more summarized verse of Ephesians 2, 8 through 10. For it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Excuse me, gift. It is the gift of God. Not by works, so that no one can boast. For we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Titus 3, 4 through 8 says, But when the kindness and love of God our Savior appeared, He saved us, not because of righteous things we had done, but because of His mercy. He saved us through the washing of, re- of rebirth and renewal by the Holy Spirit, whom He poured out on us generously through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that, having been justified by His grace, we might become heirs, having the hope of eternal life. This is a trustworthy saying, and I want you to stress these things so that those who have trusted in God may be careful to devote themselves to doing what is good. These things are excellent and profitable for everyone. Uh, The passage that I was reading when I uh, found this, I guess, study section on salvation uh, was Romans one sixteen Romans one sixteen, pardon me. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Uh, to quote an excerpt of I, I would say the study reference notes in, in my Bible. Uh, says the Hebrew and Greek words for salvation imply the ideas of deliverance, safety, preservation, healing, and soundness. Salvation is the great inclusive word of the gospel, gathering into itself all the redemptive acts and processes as justification, redemption, grace, propitiation, Imputation, forgiveness, sanctification, and glorification. So today I'm going to have us look at three areas of diving into or studying and understanding the truth, peace, and promise of salvation. In a sense, the dimensions and characteristics and or the functions of salvation in Christ. Uh, Number one, we as believers have been saved from the guilt and penalty of sin and are safe. Uh, I think one of the simplest and most beautiful ones is this first one here, Luke 7.50. 
Jesus said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Uh, 1 Corinthians 1.18 For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. 2 Corinthians 2.15 For we are to God the pleasing aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. Ephesians 2, 4-5 But because of His great love for us, God, who is rich in mercy, made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace you have been saved. Ephesians 2, 8 For it is by grace you have been saved. Through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God. Again, I read that earlier. Second uh, Timothy 1.9 He has saved us and called us to a holy life, not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. This grace was given in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. Uh, the second area of understanding I'd like us to reflect on is that we as believers are being saved from the habit and dominion of sin. Romans 6.14, For sin shall no longer be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Romans 8.1-2, or 1 and 2, <laughs> Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you, or has set me, free from the law of sin and death. 2 Corinthians 3.18 And we all, who, excuse me, who with unveiled faces contemplate or reflect the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Galatians 2.19-20 For through the law I died to the law, so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Philippians 1.19 For I know that through your prayers and God's provision of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, what has happened to me will turn out for my deliverance. Uh, the word for deliverance there, you can also read, is for my vindication or salvation. Philippians 2, 12 through 13. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, again, uh, I, should, I want to emphasize, uh, this is Paul speaking. Therefore, my dear friends, as you have always obeyed, not only in my presence, but now much more in my absence. Continue to work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you to will and to act in order to fulfill his good purpose. Second Thessalonians 2.13 but, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God 
chose you as first fruits, or God chose you because from the beginning God chose you to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Holy Spirit and through the belief in the truth. And every time I read that, that line, and, um, and through belief in the truth, I always think of John 14:6, where Jesus says, I am the truth. He says, Jesus answered uh, and says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Uh, And then the the third understanding I wanted us to reflect on is that we as believers will be saved at the Lord's return from all the bodily infirmities that are the result of sin and God's curse upon the sinful world and brought into entire conformity to Christ. Uh, One of the things that I hear in my head every time, and I've heard multiple people say it, but I've heard John say it the most, the, the concept of, uh, already, but not yet. Uh, but the rejoicing in, in what we know is the not yet. Uh, Romans 8, 18 through 23. <clears throat> I consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed in us. For the creation w- waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. For the creation was subject to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope that the creation itself or in hope for the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning as the pains of childbirth right up to even the present time. Not only so, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the Spirit grown inwardly as we wait eagerly for our adoption as sons, the redemption of our bodies. 1 Corinthians 15, 42 through 44. So it will be with the resurrection of the dead. The body that is sown is perishable. It is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body, and it is raised a spiritual body. If there is a natural body, there is also a spiritual body. Romans 13:11. And do this, understanding the present time. The hour has already come for you to wake up from your slumber, because our salvation is nearer now than when we first believed. Hebrews 10:36 you need to excuse me reads you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God you will receive what he has promised Now I'm going to take us on a brief tangent here on another subject that just really gets me excited uh, and that I only recently kind of studied and fully understood I would say within the past 2 years um, but this piece of scripture here in, in Hebrews reminded me of it, and that is, what does Jesus say about the will of God? Well, to start in John 4:34, when 
to give a little context, they're talking about needing to get some food to eat or the fact that Jesus needed to eat. He says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to finish his work. John 5.30, he continues and says, I can do nothing on my own as I hear I judge and my judgment is just because I seek not my own will, but the will of him who sent me. John 6, 28 through 29, then they asked him, what must we do to do the works God requires? Jesus answered, the work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. That's it. John 6, 38 through 39, for I have come down from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of him who sent me. And this is the will of him who sent me, that I shall lose none of all those he has given me, but raise them up at the last day. For my Father's will is that everyone who looks to the Son and believes in him shall have eternal life, and I will raise them up at the last day. John six forty seven. Very truly I tell you, the one who believes has eternal life. And everybody's favorite, John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. To continue back on my uh, thought and pursuit of uh, thought number three there as I numbered it, uh, remember we are looking at the fact that we as believers will be saved at the Lord's return from all the bodily infirmities that are the result of sin and God's curse upon the sinful world and brought into entire conformity to Christ. First uh, Peter 1, 3-5 reads, Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In His great mercy, He has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. This inheritance is kept in heaven for you, who through faith are shielded by God's power until the coming of the salvation that is ready to be revealed in the last time. John 1, 3, verse 2. Dear friends, now we are children of God, and what will be has not yet been made known, but what we know Excuse me, but we know that when Christ appears or when it is made known, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Um, basically, uh, my goal and hope is that uh, that you hear, you read, and you learn the truth of salvation, uh, not just in what I share with you today, hopefully you Go back and tackle that on your own time. Uh, maybe something I said didn't sound right or read right or uh, made your ears perk up. I hope that you dive in to, to understand it more and not brush it off. Um, not because you're going to be any more saved, but because it will enrich your relationship and, and excitement and passion and joy for uh, and confidence in, in sharing Jesus with the world and the good news. I hope that you accept and rest in the peace of salvation. Um, 
and allow yourself to experience the joy of the promise of salvation. I think the one thing that is hardest and most amazing to me in my life is in the darkest hour, the darkest place I've ever been, in my most hopeless time, I was actually filled with the joy of Christ and his salvation, our salvation through him and the fact that he is our salvation. And I thought of two things in reflecting on that experience and the fact that I wanted to give that peace and joy to the world, even though I didn't want the world to know me, if you know what I'm saying. But there was two things that I thought of. I thought of that, uh, what do you call it, a Sunday school song of, He's got the whole world in his hands, and all I could think was, no matter what happens, I'm already saved, and Jesus has got me no matter what. I can't, even though I've screwed up, I can't be taken from his hand. And the other thing I thought of uh, when preparing this today, and understand this is just a, hey, this is something that I, that it made me think of. This is not a biblical association with salvation, okay? That's not what I was trying to teach or say here, but... It gets me excited about another piece of scripture. Um, if anybody has ever read in Job when God, uh, or at the end of the book, uh, when God is basically, you know, really having to sit down with Job, <laughs> uh, he starts describing his most uh, feared and, and toughest creature, the, Le- the Leviathan. Uh, and if I may, I'm going to read a couple bits of that. He says, His back has arrows of shields tightly sealed together. Each is so close to the next that no air can pass between. They are joined fast to one another. They cling together and cannot be parted. Later on, he talks about his chest is as hard as a rock, hard as a lower millstone. Um, It talks about the sword that reaches him has no effect, nor does the spear or the dart or the javelin. Iron he treats like straw and bronze like rotted wood. Arrows do not make him flee. Sling stones are like chaff to him. Now, rather than getting distracted by all that and and making it more than it was, my whole point in that and what it made me think of is I think of God bragging on that being his creation and, and the plan he puts into all his design, but just how tough that was, right? I think of salvation in his design of the, of the Leviathan and nothing, my sin can't pierce through it. I can't break through his forever eternal love and grace. And so I hope that, uh, that gives somebody some comfort this morning or excitement. And uh, I hope that you're encouraged to, again, dive into your Bible more. That's I think that's the part I get most excited about is getting into scripture with people. I don't, I don't know that this fulfills me, so to speak, <laughs> to be up uh, preaching per se, but I am certainly excited to share the word of God. So thank you. Uh, help me with what's next. I'm, uh, pray, well, I'm, I'll do a closing prayer, but who are we just releasing because we've kind of wrapped everything up early? Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. If you'd bow your heads with me in prayer, I'll close this out. Heavenly Father, uh, I thank you for, well, first of all, helping me speak this morning, but I also thank you for those in my life who pray for me, even when I don't know they're praying for me. Uh, 
And I, I thank you for the relationships you put in our lives that uh, challenge us and remind us uh, of your life and every, of your love and your living word uh, in our day-to-day, uh, but also in the homes that aren't our home, uh, in the places of work that aren't our places of work. Uh, Lord, I ask you to continue to grow your kingdom through us, and I praise you for uh, not only salvation, but for the privilege of being your children that get to do the works you have planned and set before us. In your son Jesus' name, amen.